You're listening to The Artin's Team, a podcast by FAM designers on how art and design intersect with science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Art has been a crucial element in many STEAM fields, from the aesthetics of architecture to the visualization of complex scientific data. This podcast celebrates the artistry in STEAM and highlights the critical role it plays in shaping our world through women's unique voices and journeys and their innovative work. We will also discuss how art and design can be used to communicate scientific concepts, spark creativity and innovation, and encourage young people to pursue careers in STEAM. Each episode features a member of our collective of artists, scientists, technologists, and educators who all share a passion for designing a better tomorrow. This is the Art in STEAM. Hello, humans, thinkers, doers, makers, creators of our futures. Hope you're having a good week so far. You're listening to the Art in STEAM, and I'm your host, Noor. Art has always been a powerful tool for expressing ideas, emotions, and perspectives that might be difficult to articulate in words. It has the unique ability to move people, spark conversation, and challenge our assumptions about the world around us. With the rise of multidisciplinary design and all the new technology available to us, artists and designers now have even more ways of bringing their ideas to life. But what role does art truly play in shaping our perception of the world? How can we use these innovative tools to inspire change, promote social justice, and address the most pressing global issues affecting us, like poverty, hunger, terrorism, education, sanitation, climate crisis, gender, racial, and other dimensions of inequalities. How can design and technology be used to create powerful experiences that reflect on key events affecting the state of our world? Our next guest joining us today is Lisbon-based multidisciplinary designer and artist Mariam Abukater, who dedicates her artistic work to making a difference. Through her incredible audiovisual pieces, she challenges us to think critically about the world around us and to consider the impact we can have on the future. Mariam takes us on an emotive journey through her audiovisual experiences that reflect on key events and themes to engage audiences in critical conversations about important issues such as social justice, equality, and inclusivity. She brings to life her perception of the world around us, directing music videos and creating mesmerizing live projection. In 2021, Mariam co-curated, along with fellow artists, an exhibition at Boa Lab in Lisbon, in which she showcased her live audiovisual projections. Mariam is also an experienced designer and creative strategist, Previously, she's worked at Hughes Netaporte Group and more recently as head of design at Tova. She holds a BFA in graphic design from Ecole Intuit Lab and an MFA in design and technology from Parsons School for Design. Welcome, Mariam. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So I'd like to start from the beginning. Where did you find this a fascination for multidisciplinary design and art? How do we become one? That's a tough question. Growing up, I was always creative and I grew up in Paris. So, you know, I was surrounded by culture, art from different 
genres and fashion as well. So I wanted to become a fashion designer and uh, I didn't get into fashion school. So that's when I was like, well, what do I do now, you know, with everything that I have to express? And I joined a graphic design school. I didn't know what graphic design was at the time. Uh, but throughout my drawings and throughout the work that I did for the baccalaureate in France, um, some teachers told me, you, you are a graphic designer. And, you know, that was 15 years ago and no one knew what it was. So I joined and there I learned illustrations. I learned, you know, typography and I loved typography since then. I've learned design, layout, um, packaging. But then these mediums were not enough for me to express everything that I wanted. And there was an animation class on After Effects and Flash at the time. Wow, so ancient. So ancient. <laughs> I'm like a dinosaur now. Um, so with discovering that I could move my designs and my drawings with After Effects, for example, it opened a new door for me of, you know, infinite possibilities. And I could, I really found a way that fits um, my my kind of my, my voice I would say my artistic voice um, and then after that it wasn't enough for me and I didn't want to go and become a graphic designer so that's when I applied for Parsons design and tech and there as well I had no clue what I would get myself into <laughs> but <laughs> they have accepted me and um, I've learned how to code in a really quick boot camp so after three weeks my website was up I knew how to code we did physical computing and then there was many different ways that I could express um, my ideas. And this is when uh, it started. But I, I really stayed with the video medium because for me, it's a tool that I can put a narrative into things. You know, with the edit, you can change a perception uh, of the world. You know, if you film something and then you edit it differently. And on top of this with music, you can create instant emotion with people. And that's what I was drawn to. It's very interesting what you're saying. Um about affecting how it's perceived. So what's the fine line between manipulating and actually just moving people? So either you place yourself, yourself as an artist and then you yeah. have a message to convey, right? So then you, you don't manipulate, but you want to express exactly how you're feeling and conveying it to others. If you're doing design work, it's completely different because you know your goal is to... Uh, that's manipulating as well, I guess. <laughs> that's actually more manipulating. <laughs> Ideally, you do good, and that's that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, you do good, but you also accept that people have their own minds. So as soon as you can just convey something different, that's a success. Yeah, um, and that brings us to uh, the activist uh, part of your work. Um, which is obviously to do good. So um, what drove you to explore projection tech um, and activism in your well, work? Well, I guess it comes where, from where I come from. I'm Lebanese-Palestinian, but I grew up in France. And, you know, I'm also American by papers. Um, so all of those, I was trying to, you know, explore my identity and what it means. And, you know, how I felt also as, you know, becoming a woman from you know, someone who was younger and exploring my the, the limitations in between the body and the mind, you know, how the body is, how the mind is completely expanded and how we're restrained in our bodies. And with this, it was the first performance work I did uh, for my thesis. 
Um, and the only way that I could find to express it was through video and performance art. And then, you know, projecting it so that people felt how I was feeling. And I found that this medium was quite successful. Can you describe more the uh, technology behind it and also what you were hoping to get from the audience? What kind of impact? Well, it, it came more from me and a need to, to you know, morph and, and really push the, the limits with my own body and my mind and how it was, but also to question others, you know, to, to make them have this feeling of, you know, coming of age a bit, you know, of, 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 uh, of growing. Um, and so I used video, I used sound, uh, I used subwoofers as well, so that the installation would shake. And I think that worked really well because you could feel that you were in my body. Um, and I did two explosions as well. But <laughs> And the explosions were about... It was metamorphosis. So uh, it was called Instar. So, you know, it's how, well, through our life, we always, we always change, even though our body is the same, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, it was visualizing this change that was happening. Just like a caterpillar. Just like a caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the Boa Lab exhibition? What was the message that you were also conveying with your audiovisual work? Um, and how, how did it relate to the other works that were uh, curated? Well, the idea there was to give hope to people on the back of the lockdown and realize all of the trauma that we had accumulated throughout those year and a half, wherever we were in the world. So it was, you know, a first around the world that we all felt the same. And for me, there was a kind of beauty in it, you know, the whole world was in lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. And also throughout that time, there were so many different events that happened. And I didn't want people to come back to life and be in this new normal, but actually go back to their normal. You know, it was this part of you know, digesting everything that was happening and find ways to grow from it. Um, so I did this exhibition with two other curators, but also different artists, uh, international and local. So that's something I'm really keen to do. You know, it's push local communities and share experiences across. And it was um, artists from different fields um, and a neuroscientist as well. So that was in the th uh, third room. And the goal was to bring, you know, awareness around mental state, um, mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also to introduce technology, you know, emotive technology. So it's not only the dark side of tech, but it was actually the good side of technology, how things can help you. So there was a light machine to, you know, reach altered states of consciousness. Um, there was a neurofeedback uh, headset where you could actually visualize the state of your brain. And once you realize it, you can play with it and you can grow. So it's very empowering. Wow, fascinating. Lots of, uh, lots of different technology in there. How do you incorporate this passion for human rights and social activism into your art pieces? How do you get inspired I always get driven by, you know, a cause. Usually it's this. And then we realized that, um, you know, during the lockdown, there was different trends trends that emerged. And one of them was in our country, in Portugal. It was domestic violence. So, you know, we did, um, there was photographies around this, but also we gave 
part of the profits to uh, APAV, which is, you know, helping women and uh, children, anyone going through mm -hmm. domestic violence. And for me as an artist, I did an um, audiovisual piece called Chaos 2020. And it was essentially snippets from social media, anything that we had consumed throughout the year, anything that happened, you know, events um, from, you know, the Iran plane uh, going down, you know, Trump, uh, COVID, all the lockdowns, where it was insane, um, the hospitals being completely full, you know, how do we deal with people, the massive graves, but also all the forests, um, you know, climate change, everything in the whole world was burning. And in the middle of this was the Beirut explosion. Um, so for me, it was really, really important to, you know, convey this. <laughs> it is chaos, actually. In one year, we have lived all of this and we have accumulated with the media that we consume every day. But, you know, we have so much information that it's really hard for us to pause and digest. It keeps on coming like a slap, slap, slap. Um, so, you know, it was the moment, okay, let's face it together. And then in the other rooms, it was, how do we grow from this? You know, every evening also, we welcomed local artists. So we did some live projections um, and it would be, you know, sound healing, uh, like gong bath, um, yoga classes with the, with the uh, visuals, but also, you know, local musicians, DJs that would come in. And then it was, you know, more like a social event. So after, you know, having lived through the whole experience of the show, being able to, you know, talk to everyone and interact with um, what happened and hopefully try to make something better in your everyday life. It's a real holistic uh, approach. So you are also a designer. How do you balance working in experience design and strategy and also uh, finding time and room to create your art? Well, I went into design because I realized that I could reach more people with my designs. So, you know, working for Netaporte, I would reach millions of people daily, which was fascinating for me. And also with experience design, you know, you go and you meet customers and you try to, you know, work on the digital tool. We were at the first of it, you know, like uh, we did the first like a responsive mobile website. Uh, you know, I launched uh, Netaporte Arabic. Um, so, and with this, it's all about, you know, the research, people's behavior, digital behavior as well, and how you can aid them, um, you know, in their journey. Um, so for me, there's a, something very human with it as well. And on the artistic side, it always comes, it's quite draining because, you know, what I do is very emotional work. So I always take the time to, you know, recover from, from it to, to the next piece. And currently, I'm actually taking more time to, you know, reflect on all of this and step aside from the design work because I feel that, you know, e-commerce is quite saturated at the moment. And I want to focus more on, you know, new technologies and meet more people and see what they're interested about and potentially start working in Web3. Wow. So that's what you're currently working on? I'm taking a step back to reflect, which is so important in our work. Definitely. Do you have, can you give us a hint on uh, what you think you'd be uh, going for next? Probably doing what I did with the exhibition. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there, so it was international and local artists and designers and, you know, the local community, essentially. And for me, it is, you know, finding this link and the synergies in between all those arts and design fields 
to work towards positive impact. So, you know, we always, we still work together, all of us. And I'm not sure the shape that is going to take, but if we can make it something, you know, um, successful and if we can create this uh, new ecosystem where, you know, we can live of the work that we do, whether it's design or art, um, that will be the key. Great. So you've already mentioned Web3 and um, we're seeing the evolution of technology before our eyes, like AI is growing so quickly. Um, we've got new technologies all the time coming up. Um, I'm curious, how do you think this is going to help or limit uh, artists? Well, for me, that's why it's important to go to Web3 soon before, you know, all those tools become self-sufficient, like AI <laughs> or whatsoever. And also because so Web3 is something for me that's fascinating because it is kind of like a anarchical system, right? It's created by activists, you know, so that, you know, no one um, can own it. It's decentralized. It's for the people. But now that you have big corporations coming into it, it's, it's at the cusp of becoming what we have currently like in, in e-commerce and in, in our world, in our capitalist system. So it's important to go in now, explore, um, see what we can do. There's lots of trends. There's lots of exhibitions that I've seen in Web3. And it's not there yet because now everyone can become an artist. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, it's about, you know, the narrative, the message that you convey. So everyone currently is exploring, even the buyers are exploring, you know, when they buy like uh, some NFT pieces. But what can we do with this NFT tool to aid, you know, the, the com commercial world, but also the artistic world with privacy, etc. and authenticity? Right. It seems, like you said, if everyone's an artist, then it's even more important to know how to identify the best artist. So that role is becoming even more uh, important. But I think it's a great thing as well, because, you know, the art world was so controlled by, you know, like uh, some galleries and its own kind of like betting and ecosystem and fluctuations. So mm -hmm. I think it's actually fascinating that now everyone can find means to express themselves. And it is questioning, you know, what is art? And for me, art is about, you know, touching someone, making them change, evolve in mm -hmm. a in a different way so now everyone's able to do so but it's finding the the right channels to expose the, this work since we were talking about self-sufficient uh technologies um how much of your uh, of your education in uh, in technology has mm -hmm. been beneficial for you uh, in your work and in your art With understanding coding, you understand what powers, you know, all the digital landscape. And for me, it's been insanely useful to be able to speak to developers, you know, speak the same language and make, um, make the right uh, choices for customers, for behaviors or for viewers. Uh, but also, you know, to push them into if they understand UX, they know how to you know, make something better. And now we have more and more also developers who are doing UX, mm -hmm. uh, which is quite interesting. But also it is understanding, okay, we're doing, we have all this data. What do we do with it? 
So, you know, understanding how to read it and how to use it uh, is important. And also with artificial intelligence, when you understand that machine learning takes around seven years to be accurate, well, you have to think, okay, what I decide now is going to impact in seven years. So what do we do? And most importantly, what do we not do? So mm -hmm. it's, you know making sure, or we're never sure, but we can only experiment. And it's making sure that all the good is there so that it doesn't turn as bad in seven years when you're not working with this tool anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a huge responsibility. It is. And I think people disregard it somehow. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for designers and artists and young young people who are interested in exploring new technologies and entering uh, the STEM fields? I would say you go out there. You have all the tools right now online to explore. We didn't when we studied. Everything is out there. But also, you know, go and speak to people who have been working in the field. Don't be shy and collaborate. Massive, massively collaborate. Um, It's about no ego. And tech was always like this, you know, open source is like this. It's no ego. So collaborate and grow together. What did you wish you knew um, when you were still studying in high school? I studied in France. So the system is quite, they, they constrain you. Um, but I wish, you know, we had design and tech studies. We had some, but it was, you know, technology, like welding stuff. So it didn't really make any sense. Um, But I wish I explored earlier on my, my own skills, which is which was, you know, in, in art uh, and tech rather than later on. Because, you know, you don't know what you want to do when you when you get, get out of high school. And if you have all the tools that are there, but adapted to you as a person rather than to you as a system and part of the system, um, it would have helped me, you know, grow and be, be more assertive quicker because I had to go on this journey. So thank you very much, Mariam. This was an inspiring discussion. Um, we explored how art is shaping our world and how it's important to do good, uh, but also for young artists and designers that want to explore more tech, um, how it's important not to shy away and to use all the tools that are available. Uh, out there to express their emotions and what they want to tell the world. So thank you very much. And I look forward to following where your art takes you and your design work. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Do spread the love by sharing this link with your friends and colleagues. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be inspired, learn something new and imagine a better future. If you would like to get involved with the Fam Designers community by hosting exhibitions, joining our podcast, moderating panel discussions, partnering with us, or sharing your work for review, get in touch at contact at famdesigners.com or visit our website at www.famdesigners.com. Let's design a better tomorrow for everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the art in Team.